Welcome to the See Jane Build podcast. I'm your host, Corey Schumann. While people love their houses at the end of a renovation, no one seems to like the journey to get there. Enter See Jane Build. This podcast takes you beyond the pretty pictures and gets real about building and renovation. We talk about how to start, how to figure out who you need on your team, and how to make it all happen. Like what to expect when you're expecting, but for renovation. Not to diss men, but C. Jane Build is for women. Women are experts at multitasking, juggling many balls without any falling, navigating relationships, and managing conflict. We have all the right tools to complete any renovation or build with confidence. So if you are dreaming about a renovation, just started one, or have already done five, this podcast is for you. Enjoy the show. Hi, welcome to the C. Jane Build podcast. I'm Corey, founder of C. Jane Build. In this episode, I thought I would tell you a little bit about my background, how I ended up here, and why I created C. Jane Build. I didn't get the renovation or building bug until my mid-40s. I had done a little renovation before then, but nothing sexy or fun. Think finishing a basement into functional storage and a playroom. Actually, my first renovation experience, I like to say I was reno-adjacent, as it was my husband, who I had just started dating at the time, who was renovating but more on that in a minute. I so wish I had been exposed sooner and that this had been my career from the start. I could have spent the last several decades developing homes and small hotels and all sorts of cool projects. But alas, when I was a child, we didn't even have cell phones, let alone HGTV and the Property Brothers to show me the way. So my path took a different route. But honestly, I do believe that the things I did before this made me more qualified to do the renovation and building work now. I like to create, which is what renovation and building is. More than just create, I like the act of creating, the production of it, if you will, just as much as the creative part of creating. I'm not sure, does that make any sense? Out of college, I started a nonprofit that connected young professionals to volunteer opportunities and worked with companies to craft corporate volunteer programs. I planned events for a food magazine and then an events agency. I created a board game about food and chefs and I had my own business teaching cooking classes to kids. And I was motoring along, enjoying reading the shelter mags and watching home shows, but not thinking about it for myself. When I first met my husband, I was in New York and he was in DC. He owned a townhouse on Capitol Hill. And the first time I visited, I thought, this is the ugliest kitchen wallpaper I have ever seen. How can I date a man that thinks this is okay? I promise you, I promise I am not a shallow person, but if you saw this wallpaper, you would totally understand. Luckily for him, he had already told me that he was about to start a renovation. Like with a lot of them, as I will discuss in another episode, his happened innocently enough. His dishwasher broke, and as he was contemplating a replacement, he realized perhaps he should update a bit more of the kitchen than just the dishwasher. Smartly for him and our future relationship. A new couple had moved in across the street from him, and the wife was a designer builder. When he nonchalantly asked her to take a look after a block party conversation, he had no idea what he was getting into. He knew his house needed work, but with her guidance, he saw that basically everything needed updating. The whole kitchen, the popcorn ceilings, you name it. 
They were just starting the work when the first time I went down to visit him. And so I got to be involved in the process, giving my opinion on things like cabinets and tile fixtures and paint color. Talk about high stakes when you've only been dating someone for a couple of months. What I really have to thank for my renovation is vacation. Yep, you heard that right, vacation. For years, when we lived in Brooklyn, we vacationed on the North Fork of Long Island. For those of you not familiar, it's a beautiful area on the water with farms and wineries and an amazing low-key vibe. Think Napa Valley wine country, but with water. Every summer, we would rent a house for a week or two. Even when we deviated and took a trip somewhere else, we usually rented a house wherever we were instead of staying in a hotel. And of course, we dissected every little thing about each of the houses. What we loved, what we hated, how we would remodel if it was our house. If you have ever rented a vacation house yourself, I know you can relate. Some houses turn out to be great and some are dumps. And even the best houses have some quirks or issues. After a while, we thought about buying a house on the North Fork. We would use it, but also rent it out to others since that was the only way we could afford it. We started looking and looking and looking. Every summer, we would have our broker take us around while we were there. And sometimes we would go look in the off season, but we never saw anything we loved. Everything needed work to make it work for us. And truthfully, I guess we weren't quite ready. Buying a house is a big deal, especially when you already own a primary one. One day in the fall of 2015, our broker suggested we buy a piece of land and build a house. She said that with our style, which was much more modern than most of the houses out there, we would have to overhaul any house we bought, so we might as well build from scratch and get exactly what we wanted. You all probably heard our laughter from wherever you live, because that's how ludicrous we found the idea. Build? Us? From scratch? We had no idea what that involved. Once we stopped laughing and started number crunching and thinking, well, we were in. Summer 2016, we found a plot of land. By July of 2017, our house was built, and I was hooked. We loved our contractor, had a great experience, and were on time and barely over budget. At the time, we had no idea what a rarity that was. And remember, we lived two hours away from where we were building, so it wasn't like we were at the build site nonstop. Don't get me wrong, there were hiccups. Of course there were. Every new build and remodel will have them. But the more you can manage up front, the more prepared you are to deal with them when they happen, which again, they will. And the better your communication is with your team, the easier it will be to deal with any issues that arise. The response to the house was extremely positive. All our renters loved staying there and appreciated the little things we had really thought about during the build process. For example, The laundry room was attached to a bathroom that opened directly to the pool area. So if you, or more likely a young child, were dripping wet but needed to go right now, you didn't need to trape soaking wet through the house to get to the toilet. And towels could come right inside and into the washing machine at the end of the day. There were definitely a few things that as soon as we finished the build made us think, oh man, we should have made this room bigger, or that one smaller, or other things like that. But overall, the house was awesome and I couldn't wait to do it again. As we looked for more land, another lot, which if any of you are doing or have done, knows it can be a very slow process to find the right space. I thought about other ways to do more in the renovation and build space. In talking to friends, other moms at the park or at school pickup, it became clear to me that I was the only one with a truly happy build experience. 
While sure, most people loved their homes and how they turned out, almost everyone had an awful time with the during. Stories about contractors disappearing mid-reno or tons of budget surprises and delays. You name it, people had a horror story for it. So why did mine go so smoothly? And not just not just this one, but our basement renovation and another gut renovation we did on an apartment we owned in Manhattan. Remember back a few minutes ago when I told you a bit about my background? How I started a nonprofit and did marketing and events for a food magazine, an events agency? Well, little did I know that those jobs were the perfect training ground for renovation and building. Event planning is a lot like building. There is a ton of planning, timelines, budgets, myriads of decisions, working with lots of vendors. It's never totally smooth sailing, but it almost always turns out amazing. I remember one event. It was a week-long conference in Florida for hundreds of people. So sessions during the day and excursions and so many meals. One night, I woke up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat, realizing that I had not ordered the food for the breakfast the next morning. You know, the one that was in just a few hours? Totally forgot. I had to call the hotel food and beverage person at three in the morning and literally beg them to help me make it right, which they did. No one went hungry, and my client never even knew, which was good because while she loved my boss, she absolutely despised me. I've literally never had someone hate me so much for absolutely no good reason, but I digress. A lot of people don't have an event planning or producing mindset. Most people don't. Now they could, but they don't know how or where to start or are not interested. That's why wedding planning is a billion dollar industry. But I have it. I like the multitasking and the lists and the timelines and the finite amount of time to do a project. I like the good stress of it, especially as it gets closer to the end, except for the time I forgot the breakfast, of course. And I realized that using those skills, imparting some of that wisdom, if you will, to other homeowners, was where I should take my love of building and my event skill set. I started helping homeowners individually in a project management role, and one thing led to another, and now here I am launching See Jane Build. See Jane Build. Yes, Jane, not Jane and Jack. I know, or would like to hope, that if you are renovating or building with a spouse or partner, that both of you are involved. But the reality is that more often than not, it's the woman who is the primary renovation point person, responsible for the day-to-day and a lot of the decisions. And even when it's two women and a couple, I bet there is still one shouldering more of the burden than the other. I'm actually amazed there are not more women in the building and renovation industry, as most women are uniquely qualified, especially moms. Even without any event planning background, most women, especially after COVID, by choice or by force, are experts at multitasking, at juggling many balls in the air without any falling, at navigating relationships, and at managing conflict. We are also used to making many decisions in a given day or week. With some knowledge and the right tools, not the hammer kind, but the templates and worksheets and videos kind, you can crush any build or remodel project. And that's what See Jane Build will provide. It's the what to expect when you're expecting for renovating and building. It's easy to look at pretty pictures and bookmark what you like. See Jane Build will help get beyond the pretty and get real about what happens before, during, and after any remodel or build project. From figuring out what you want to do, how to do it, and who you need on your team, to how to manage the process, See Jane Build will guide and support you throughout the entire journey. 
I hope that this podcast and other resources that will be coming soon to the See Jane Build website will give you the tools to complete your renovation or new build with confidence. Thank you for listening to the See Jane Build podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave a review. For more resources on your renovation or new build journey, head to cjanebuild.com.